Damaged Goods Podcast. Is Bearbrook a girl, a model's name? Yeah. It is? No, it's a porn star. Is it really? With a fancy flashlight. It sounds like a fucking porn star. There you go. Bring it in there. You like it comfortable? There you go. Yeah. Don't worry, we're going to edit this Not in there. too close. I don't like yeah. the smell of it. This is the pop filter smell gross. That means one of my guests had a nasty fucking... Uh, well, I did probably... Well, was it me? Gross. What a narcissist. No, no, I've had, I've had guests since you. Plenty. Been some nasty person. That's filthy last guest. Smell like shit. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Wash them, buy new ones. Right. It's or the take them out, rinse them. I don't know if you can. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. you can. No. You do Bear that. Brook. Bear Brook is a porn star? Uh, podcast. Oh, it's not a porn star. That was a joke? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a funny one. Yeah. Uh, yet, mean, uh, sounds like a porn star. It was like, I guess, the most recent podcast like i guess crime podcast that i listen to True in completion uh <coughs> but it's about basically like the first murder that was um attempted to be solved using um genetic D- DNA. DNA. when was this this is like 80s yeah, I think the murder was the 70s. Jeez, now it's been a while. Don't quote any facts on me on this. We are factual. Yes. Uh, but it was really good. And so it, it motivated me to... Um, to get on the case. To Well, not only try to solve the case, which is hard. I couldn't really do that yet. But um, submit my DNA on to GED match. What is GED match? It's like a... The site that they the use to solve the crimes. Like Golden State Killer and all of them. So it's like, instead of going to, what is it, My Ancestry or whatever, and giving them your DNA to find out like your true ethnic makeup, and then essentially also give the government your DNA, you're just going to give them the DNA, period. Okay. You're not even getting any like information about your, your historical past. Okay, so I already gave Ancestry my DNA. <laughs> oh, you did it? Turns out I'm 100% Crazy. that bitch. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one. I had to do I it. I like that. So it's, that joke is going to be so embarrassing in three weeks. It's a pretty good joke. So did I already really did the Ancestry.com. Yep, yep. Not very uh, helpful to me. It's like, yeah, it turns out I'm a mod. Exactly. You know, whatever. Cool. How much did they charge? No, I mean, I don't know. I, I got it for Christmas. Okay. Oh, God, what a Get off my back. Who gave the gift? Who gave that my gift? My mom. It's a very mom gift. Oh, she wanted okay. to know what the hell we were. She wanted to rub in our faces that we're more Polish than Italian. Oh, man. You know, like, I'm you're s- not even Italian. I'm we're really, that, really barely. Like, uh, that. I don't know. You're just knowing your mother that she would want to reveal any information to who may right, have that right. on the internet. She's trusting of this, but you know what are you gonna? Well, I'm. I, you know, I feel like I have nothing to hide. You know, yeah. yes, I don't trust the system, but I'm is it like not my whole thing is well, for you? It turned out like right, right? You said Polish Italian, right? Uh, well, it's, I have a it's Southeast. A but Southeast yo, I've, I've just known a lot of people who've done it who get back these like wild results that are nothing like what they've been told right. by their family. So my whole thing is, is like, yes, maybe there's been like, you know, shit that didn't translate down the generations. Or maybe they're, they're just fucking saying whatever. Like, who knows? Well, I think that's the, no, I think it's the parents saying whatever. Because again, is no it? one wants to like live no. up to their like... St- Irish Italian oh, oh. like or like Irish genes that like are like alcoholic and rageful that's, that's, but they're like oh yeah right no here. we're we're Italian or no we're French and like you know people don't really know what they are I was on tour with this dude and this is like three years ago he's like a sound guy husky like white dude from Florida was born in Florida his parents well I don't know if they grew up there but whatever and he did one and he found that he was like 23% Sudanese <laughs> and I mean like couldn't see an ounce of Sudanese in this dude. I mean, whatever. But he was like, oh, shit, this is what I am now. And I was like, interesting, because usually like um, the melanin gene is a little more dominant. But you could, I mean, you didn't even have like dark hair. Like, mm. like I was I had, like, a, I had Southeast Asian. Like. That's yeah. more plausible than Northeast Asian or like mainland China or anything like that mm-hmm. in terms of like matching with your features. But like, yo, this dude was like white as fuck from Florida. Yeah. Like, had a name like. Like a Smith or a John, like a like a Angloed out name, not like a a name you could probably connect to any later migrating uh, ethnic group. Yeah. And he was twenty two percent Sudanese. So I, I, my other homie found out his father was not his biological father. He's like thirty five. He does this. Damn. Not his biological father. Not, not only is he ideal. not Polish and French Canadian, he was like Portuguese and Spaniard, like sixty percent mm. Spaniard. 
yeah. hilarious. And then you're like in your mid thirties and you have this this new change of all his family was was racist. They didn't want to yeah. identify. Well, my whole thing is like maybe they're just feeding you bullshit. That like you're not in the yeah. lab. You don't know what the fucking. Oh well, I do. Is. You know what? If we know anything, I feel like about labs is I bet there's a lot of mix-ups and oh, yeah, I bet it's you know, not tube. as accurate. And I think that you know as time goes on, they're getting more and more accurate. But no, it's a lot tests. of. But it's amazing how quickly they can. Yeah give you Turn it around well kind of you're well it took like six weeks or whatever oh, that's yet, legit. however like with crime scenes and all the crime takes be, like, a lot longer it takes, to get well it takes yeah it takes still weeks it's like i want that shit overnight yeah. okay i mean i can get toilet paper in four <laughs> hours in two hours yeah i mean like i just remember like you know i first took my first um <laughs> I realized STD ordering test, toilet paper is not the same thing as genetic testing so i will just <laughs> but back go back in the day not back in the day but in the early 2000s std tests when i was first taking them they they didn't come back for a while you're talking maybe 30 days so that's 30 days you're just uh, freaking out stressing mm. mulling over in your head what's going on you don't know uh and then now they have the expediated ones which is like four or five days three days if or if you want to pay more which is that's kind of shady, but either way, you get that shit back pretty fast. Which Sometimes is nice. there's the ones now that they're like, "All right, we're gonna do this to you, and we'll be back in five minutes with the results." And you're like, "Uh, hold on, I thought I was gonna have a day." I'm like, "No, we're gonna be telling I'd you this right now. Sit though. tight." I like that. Rip the bandaid. No, right I do off. too. It's all very scary, but I bet people didn't do it as much when you had to wait thirty days, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah, the anxiety. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to I mean, live in there's that. There's most people who never fear. did that ever, and uh, but I think that there's. It's for different depending on what disease you're testing for, and I think the ones that come back real fast, like the same day. Um, they they always recommend that you test again just to double triple check or when the last time you had like sexual contact was like if you had sex maybe a week ago you can test and it'll test for anything but it won't test for the newest thing that might get in your system from that so they always I think it's like a 30 day wait or whatever so you know it's like people are always I mean you're always waiting yeah so it's like you'd have to have sex Um, have a freaking experience and be scared yeah wait a month then go get tested and then wait a while and it's just a lot of uh, yeah because anxiety. everyone has like a, a sexual encounter and then waits 30 days Stressful. and then moves on i remember the first scd test i had i was like 18 or 19 right and too late at this well at this <laughs> point though uh and I, nobody i knew girls or boys if we had gotten tested before they were like you know out of high school the the con they had to do for guys back then right they test for aids is just the blood right and, and a few other ones but i think it was like syphilis or, or gonorrhea or something the only way at this time in 2001 to test for that for men is the fucking um it's like a q-tip in your hole mm. of your penis right and i was like holy shit holy shit so i already did that with no problem with the needles prick my finger for the blood whatever this shit i'm like holy shit holy shit and it's probably in there for a second and the second was like an eternity and it was like the most i mean dude like i'm talking to the woman who's doing it out of pure nerves, it's like, so I'm not thinking. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to talk. You don't have to answer me. I just don't want to have a quiet moment of wondering about this pain. I'm going to look up. Oh. And then, yo, oh, dude, it was just, it felt like a fucking, like, sledgehammer in your, oh, it was, I can't describe it. It was the most painful shit. And they put a Q-tip in your dick? In the tip of your penis. And that's the test for, I want to say, gonorrhea and or chlamydia. It was the only way they could do it at this time. And then whatever, you know. And then I think the next time I got tested for all STDs, like two years later, they had fucking made ingenious improvements in that field. And now it could all be done by blood and urine. And I'd have to. But there's some kids, some boys that I know that have never had to have a Q-tip in their penis hole to get tested for STDs. They don't know the pain. And I think that's why a lot of dudes, dudes, not women, but dudes, wouldn't get tested for that shit. Yeah, they take my blood. They're not trying to have anything go into their penis hole or out like a fucking uh, kidney stone. God, that sounds terrible. You guys are such pussies. We are. You guys squeeze out. I mean, you're coming out. from that. Yeah. I mean, think about our yeah. procedures, like a mammogram, like, yeah. and like when they put your tit through one of those things and <laughs> squeezes it down as hard I've as possible. Done. I don't know they what that was like. straddle, you imagine straddling, knees in the air, putting yeah. metal like the metal know. yeah yeah that's the I, one i picture just you like, guys i don't think the, you guys the, understand the feet what happens up to and us. the knees and the spread not a like let alone yeah. what happens every month oh so, of course you know, i know i know but no i say more q-tips and dick holes then no no ali you don't want that Shake it's unnecessary handle. because then it's gonna have dudes not getting tested and you're gonna have a bunch of dirty penises running around guys full of un- life is uncomfortable but now it's fine now you can guys go get tested now all you need is a blood test and piss you just pee in a cup and prick your needle all you guys with tattoos you shouldn't be scared get a fucking Prick a needle on your finger. I, I would love thumb. to see you guys insert a tampon. Uh, I mean, some guys insert things into their, their rectum, but not tampons. Drugs. I've inserted drugs to hide in my Deal rectum. Deal with like a first day 
bloody like just explosion of semen i mean it would just be such a different world it would if you guys had to experience that and i you know but agreed you know agreed agreed so i'll just i think with that bring it up every time no, i don't have it. to I, I don't experience it like that i experience no. living with somebody who experiences that which oh, is right yeah yeah you know same thing no not at all it's just it's <laughs> different it's different it's just like you know combating that shit you know being ready to handle that or deal with that energy or whatever yeah. and just having yeah. to chalk it up to that we, i know i know it's we, different. No, we deal with you know your yes, hair listen, and you my know hair is great what are you talking about my hair is less messy than most females more hair you guys have more hair it's everywhere yeah it's hair it's i think it's maybe because i have blonde hair but darker hair is just when I live with Tasia, my sister yeah, who is dark hair, yeah, yeah, true. In the shower, like, yeah, you know, it's like yeah, so, like, I'm yeah. like, oh, dark. And it's true, you know, my boyfriend's just so it's like, not that he's it's, like hairy or gross, but like, you, you know, there's like it. some, res- and my hair is everywhere. Like, when I vacuum, I know, but it's it doesn't, like, it doesn't reflect off the white right. porcelain tub. So I have this, like, when I had long hair myself, I had more hair in the tub, and I yeah. had like, you know, yeah. picking out the little drain things. And like, if you got long hair and you're that shedding ass chick or shedding ass dude with mad back hair and ball hair and leg hair, just don't leave it in the fucking tub, dude. Yeah, Take that shit out. To, I feel bad for brunettes because you do have to deal with that because it is disgusting you should know i feel like brunettes get caught cheating more because their hair is darker oh, see it more. Yeah, yeah you do see it more i, I know when i see it blonde i'm like who the fuck is this oh wait a minute all right uh the, the sister, well the creepiest sister. thing is when you and like the person you live with both have short hair and then you see some random other long hair you're like what the fuck is yeah, this? the mind is crazy it's crazy thanks man crazy. that uh that fucking crazy voice that you're hearing is uh is a Damaged Goods podcast alum, a stepsister, a friend of all dear sorts, a wise woman, and a host of her own podcast, The Awful Ramblings of Allegra Scarano, Madam Allegra Scarano herself. Hello. She's back here. And that little, um, you know, conversation we just had about messy hair and shit and, you know, brunettes not being able to cheat as well, kind of transitions, <laughs> segues, if you will, kind of into, I hit up Allie about this idea for a podcast I wanted to do because... Stuff I thought about, and and people hit me up on social media when I rant on my stories and Twitter or whatever, and I, you know, kind of come back with this advice, and it's it's you know about uh, the cheating shit, and 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 uh, <laughs> like just talking about you know finding long brown hairs in your house that might not be yours, or maybe it is yours and you forgot or whatever, and uh, you know I always see people also talking about it or complaining about it on on social media or making jokes about it like in a funny way which i respect and i kind of wanted to talk about it because it's like it's tough right relationships are is you know it's work right Allie's in one i'm in one it's it's a constant work no matter what and all you single people who want to be in a relationship because you're lonely and sad i get it but when you're in there it's going to be work and then when you're in it you're going to be like oh i wish i was single then have to work then you'll be lonely it's yeah it's it's back and forth but it's it's work and uh, you know i think one thing people are always worried about is especially the longer the relationships going on is is the is the cheating thing right so Allie and i are going to kind of discuss ways to be cheat proof this is the cheat code this is how you keep your your partner loyal and loving you right or, or you, you you at least do your best you can only do what you can do right and if they're a piece of shit or if they just don't like you anymore sorry but you can do things to keep people loving you and and you should and you want them to do the same right I don't know how I should feel about being invited on the subject. I feel great, um, <laughs> but it could be horrible. But that's all right. Uh, am I an expert on the issue? I don't know. Maybe no, you might not even be an expert. I just think I you am, have a, a however, opinions. I am versed on it, and perspectives. I, yes, and you know, guys, this is the struggle, isn't it? This is it. Monogamy. This is what we're all in it for. Or, is yeah. one person that you spend the rest of your filthy life with. You get a house. You get the dog. You plant stuff. Trees. You grow stuff. 2.5 And kids. you just spend every moment with that other person. Every single And if you're moment. not with that, not spending that, then you're thinking about them and wanting. Like, that's it, right? Well, I think we all learn that is not necessarily the reality. Is not. Uh, no. And well, I, you know, that's what I mean, it is and it isn't. Want. For I some mean, people, it is. There is an lucky. argument to be made that monogamy is, like, not obtainable. Yeah, or it's um, not natural. I am not here to make that. <clears throat> because ultimately, yeah, I think we all want 
someone that you can trust yeah, and Lord, someone you can love. Deal. The older I get, uh, <laughs> and I'm not, like, I am coming from someone who has had dysfunctional relationships, yeah. absolutely. You know, I am, you know, not cookie cutter. I've had, yeah. you know, functioning relationships. But it is... It's a thing. It happens. You know, people are social beings and they meet people. And when you're around cool, exciting people who have like energy with them, it's, you know, contagious and it's easy to, you know, sort of like make attraction with someone like quickly, like instantly. Like, yeah. you know, it happens. You can go to a post office and meet someone your whole life can be changed. You know, yeah. you have no idea. And so that's a. a I feel like everyone's biggest fear, at least with mine, is, you know, they my, boy, meet my some boyfriend guy, on a plane on and looks over, yeah, meet and, like, and then comes home. first sight. Hey, yeah, exactly. That's truly, like, that's it. Biggest fear. So but that's a big one. It's, but it's, you realize, like, there is truly nothing you can do about it. There's and nothing. I, and that's stressing. It's like, it's going to happen. It's going to shoot you up. You got to be secure in, or not so even, you know, we're all, in, but like, okay. It's, there's nothing you can do about it. And I think, like, what you're talking about, like, those random, like, guy you meet your, like, you know, random soulmate, even though you're married and you ran into each other in this other place, that happens. I feel like the, the infidelity that's more likely to happen comes from people not working on their relationships or main, maintenance. It's maintenance, right? right? And right. like you said, Ali saying loyalty. Uh, my man Papillon, this infamous burglar uh, from France, Henry Chari, they made movies and he wrote a great book. He had this line because he's always trying to escape from these prisons in Devil's Island and French <laughs> New Guinea and you got to make sure you're trying to escape with real dudes who are not going to rat you out to the guards. He said, uh, those that are uh, that trust others are often trustworthy themselves. Oh. So if you meet a guy or a girl or a whatever and they, they are trusting you, they're not paranoid of you, they're not questioning you, they're not you know, suspicious. That generally, you should take that as a as a good sign that you can trust them. Because think about it: if you are to trust others, you must be trustworthy, right? Because it, it works in in three sixty degrees. Like if I'm trusting you, Allie, about anything, right? That's a lot for me. That's like makes me be vulnerable. I have to trust you to do that. But that kind of should tell you. Okay, well, shit, Jake trusted me with this mission, this whatever, this, that, the third. I, I probably should be able to trust him. That seems like he put himself on the line. So, right. you know, that's important. So when you find, like, you know, some people got jealous, significant others, or paranoid ones, or insecure. That's a big one. And that mm -hmm. comes from inside. That's not the other person's fault. All that shit, like, makes it a little more complicated, a little more tricky. Past you know? trauma. Yeah, oh, that too. That too. What, you, what are you carrying around? Yeah. Right? What are you bringing to the table from the last, last go-around? Right. And that's a big one. And you can't control that, you know, if you're the other person. You can't control what your partner brought in, but you two could work together on it, and you got to be sensitive to that, try to, you know... Yeah. I don't know. We're but fine. I do think it's like, like you said, it's like maintenance, you know, mm -hmm. it's like maintenance of relationship. And like, again, I'm not preaching here. Like it's a lot easier said than yeah. done, but to, it's like, I, as my mother always said, like, what up, Alex? if you don't give it to them or like, if you don't give them like attention or sex yeah. or whatever, like they need, they're going to get it from and, somewhere and else. And it's not just, I think what Alex was probably saying to you is more like the the woman's role in the relationship to the man, which is a very, you know, archaic kind of thing. Right. But I think it's, it goes both ways. It's just reciprocity. Right. No matter what you're giving, you got to give something. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and you know, uh, I think like, okay, like, we're like, you know, relationships are tough, especially if the economic stresses are there. It's not about buying each other gifts of a certain value. Right, say one of you has more money than the other. It's but it's the thought. Literally, I know it's corny, the thought that counts, but it is. One person in the relationship has more money buys somebody a you know fucking five hundred dollar pair of shoes. The other person gets them like a fifteen dollar uh, thing, but that fifteen dollar thing is something that they like they saw they like they, that's like makes them think of the other person, and right. it is like significant to the other. It's really it is that. It's just letting the other person know you're thinking of them. Because yeah. if you're if you're one of the people in a relationship, right? I don't know, Ali, have you ever been in this? I have. Where, you know, he starts off great and it's a lot of reciprocity. And then one of the people 
stays up with that. You're still giving them the other person things. You're doing things for them. You, you, whether it's buying them shit financially, spending time helping with their family, helping them out of jams, uh, giving them good life advice, supporting them if they need to go back to school while you're working, whatever. But the other person isn't bringing it back. He builds resentment. You feel unappreciated. Shit, man, I'm a good-looking person. I work hard. I'm sweet. I'm kind. Whatever. But you ain't getting it back. Like, it feels like shit. You feel underappreciated, undervalued. You don't feel like your normal self. You feel like, maybe I am ugly. Maybe I am stupid. Maybe I'm not that cool. Maybe I'm not that sweet. You start questioning yourself, right? Yeah. That's not good. And maybe that's just not true. It's your mind playing tricks on you because the person you love, care for the most, that you do the most for, isn't... You know, bringing it back on their side. There's no right. reciprocity. So now you're like, wow, I must, something must be wrong with me. Right. It, it fools right. you. Right. And I'm never one to think like, oh, I have to get like all of my validation, like love and like understand from my partner. Like and that's you unhealthy. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Very But unhealthy. you know what? It like there is a level of like it does help because it's your number one support system. It's like your person there that you're spending all your time with and it's your partner. And if they are going to make you feel like successful and smart and like good at what you do, happy, sexy and yes, like, sexy. you know, like desired, then it's yes. like that is going to keep you going. And like it it's is the first person that like rejects you, especially like sexually. Yeah. Um, that's like the closest to you is the first to like, like just throw your like mood and esteem, like in the gutter, you know, like you need like mm. that support. And like, it really is like, we are physical beings like to be like, damn, you look hot. Like for like, or, you know, for men and women to like, feel like attracted to, yeah. and like to feel like loved and to be like sexually satisfied is like so important and like huge i feel like and just sort of like gets lost in it and it's so yeah. easy to you know like but i just know that that's sort of the thing that like keeps people together yeah. and keeps like a reason is like full like actual physical representations yeah. of love and making someone feel sexy cool wanted or i mean even like what what like being Interested in what the other person does, I think is, or, right. or even if you're not really, it really, and that's even so if much just like who is, even but if you, you're not, but yeah, like ask. you said, but just asking, like yeah. being considerate about it, yeah. that, that, you know, that's important because not everyone has the the coolest lives, not everyone has the coolest jobs. Some people wanted the coolest jobs, some people wanted the coolest lives, but they took a, a mundane office job because it was like giving them a lot of money or that's the only thing they did in school or now they got two kids and they freaking out and they abandoned and their God dreams. bless you for that. And it's you fine. Know, or you didn't great. have those ambitions anyway but you were just really good at yeah. uh, accounting. And, and that's not yeah. a sexy thing but you make a lot of money. But, but but the person you're with doesn't give a fuck. Right. And, and, and you know you ask them what they do and maybe all they do is maybe they're a concierge at a hotel. Right. But you're like, you know, oh, wow. Like, you know, like, oh, what's it like? Like, I don't dealing with like those celebrity uh, guests at the hotel or God, like, how was your day to day? Did you have to deal with any bitchy customers or just asking and making them feel like you actually give a fuck about what they are? Because not that your job defines you, but you, you want to know how your, your partner's doing emotionally, mentally. How, hey, how are you feeling? But also like not the how was your day? But, like, the shit you do in your life when I'm not around, like, mm. talk to me about it. Then I feel more connected to you. I know what, what that work environment's like for you, what it's like to deal with those coworkers or those friends or the good parts of your day. Or even if it's not your job job, but you have a passion, like, you fucking, you know, I don't know, teach yoga for free, you know, a night a week or even get paid. Like, maybe that's what they like. You know, ask them about like that. Or like, I don't know, man. Just making them feel like you're interested is, yeah. is important. You know, because it gives them it makes you feel what you're doing kind of significant. I think we get lost in um, not feeling significant, especially with social media. Everyone can make their life, their job, their career, their, their just experiences look so important right. and grand. Right. And that that sometimes that's not true on those things. But you see it and you might question, man, my, you know, my existence doesn't feel so grand. Right. I should, you know, that's right. a bummer. And you got to go. Yeah. Back to feeling great like at home you know and like not sort of getting and it's easy to you know sort of like get caught in the mundane aspects of life and like you know coming home and what are we gonna eat and ordering our food yeah, and yeah. cleaning up the person and then too, what are we day. gonna watch are we gonna watch 90 day fiance are we gonna watch the other one it's just so easy to stay in it and it is like that is our life that is what our life is 
There's no other way. It's going to work. It's coming home. It's figuring out what the fuck we're all going to eat for fucking dinner yeah. and then cleaning that fucking mess up and yeah. then watching something or doing, you know, hopefully yeah. doing something. Um, and it's really like those moments that like are important to like, is this the life I want? Because yeah. like, you know, sometimes like being with someone sort of like opposite, like, um, and like forcing me to like get out or like to do, you know, something like more active or like yeah. do something like a little more like hands on than like sitting in front of 90 day fiance. Yeah. And, like and sometimes one pot. of the people in the relationship is a little more active or motivated than the other, which is healthy. It's fine. It, it, you know, it does help. Like that's where it's like on that level for me personally is like to have that sort of push. And that's like, for some people it's like having a push to like, Oh damn, you look really good in that. Or like, you look pretty or like, yeah. okay. Having that like, okay. So my physical confidence is like taken care of. Like, you know, like, Oh, he, he's my Jay Z. He loves me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something. Um, no, that's in that. It's and then, or it's like, right. oh, working out or like eating healthy, or it's like some guy that's like, thank God my girlfriend like cooks healthy for me. Yeah. Otherwise I'd eat like shit. And it's like just trying things to make the other person's life better. That's not, you know, affecting your life or that's like yeah. not in an unhealthy yeah. way. That's like still like just positive and, and like I mean, progresses like, both. You might not be interested in what that other person does, whether it's their job or their passion that they do in their free time or a combination of both it, it, you might you might love everything about them you love the way they make you feel you have a good chemistry you balance each other your families get along sex is great but you're just really not interested in your man's a mechanic and you don't give a fuck about cars or he's a mechanic and you don't give a fuck about cars but his uh you know he likes to repair old cars on the weekends hey, and you, you don't care about that <laughs> i'm just my that is point, literally, literally my life yeah. and it's like that's but you it like it's like cars. Uh, but it's like i do i like it's like well, you now you do well, but, that, but that's so it. It's like not real. It's like I do sit in a garage and do shit. Yeah. But that's but like you got to kind of our do relationship. And, and I do it. And I like tuck it. You know, it's part of a healthy one. That's it. And the thing is, you got to do that. Stop because bitching about things. Even people. if you're not interested in that shit, there's a chance this person is going to run into somebody at their work, at a family function, oh, at some work. other shit that is interested in that. Oh my God, you repair cars? I love uh, cars. It's always and you know what? Work. Now that motherfucker's ego is fluffing uh, huge because yep. someone sweats what they do. That guy, that girl is now the Jay-Z of building cars to this other person. Yeah. And you gotta be careful because when they meet that other person that is into that and, and then they get this feeling they haven't felt in a while. That like that dopamine of, wow, someone values what I do, thinks what I do is cool, knows that I'm good at what I do, even if it's not cool to everybody in society and they really you'll you'll gravitate towards that person because it's feeding your ego it's it's so you know subconscious you're not knowing it but you're going to hang around with that person now because it made you feel good about what you do a lot and the person you love and you're with is not that's, that's i mean that's gotta like be careful I, guys and yeah. girls and i feel like that's always what it is it's just someone that like oh makes the other person feel like yeah. really good and sexy and that's like always how a fair start however like there are certain types of people that like and that just sort of not attract that behavior but that just sort of need yeah. that attention from someone well, that's different and it doesn't mean like well that stems from maybe a level of insecurity no right and well yeah or just like i don't know it's still the rush like work wife like that's a thing yeah, for that, a dude, that's a thing you for know everybody people, work husband yeah which it's everyone hates but like yeah, you know it is a if, thing. You, if you're in those kind of jobs those, those are the jobs where you have that right you know? right um and i feel like you know, sometimes it can be like, you can, you know, get sort of like a dopamine high from someone yeah. else's energy. And Just that's to pass fine. those eight hours in the fucking cube. But when it's like too extreme, yeah. When it's like, my yeah. wife doesn't, you know, when it's like, there's nothing like, like I get no attention or like, yeah. you know. You gotta be careful, man. Then it's more likely to sort of spiral, but. You gotta be careful um, with that, man. Also, yeah, it's just like, I don't know, it's like being secure. I think it like, uh, like it's so hard because like I, again, I'm Irish, Italian, yeah. uh, speaking of my ancestry. Uh, and I mean, I get fucking jealous. I get psycho. Yeah, I mean, yeah. any ex-boyfriend, current boyfriend would say, yeah, she's not, you know, she's not cool. <laughs> like she's not like chill, <sighs> but she is, you know, but yeah, it's like, I'm fucking nuts. 
I will <laughs> cut a bitch. Yeah. I don't like it. I, it's like disrespectful. It's yeah, it's the whole Italian thing. I kind of like thing. that it's something like, a little bit though. And that's it some is, guys like it. Some of us Jake like it. Jake likes that. Jake likes. My girlfriend's kind of the same Tasia, way. Tasia, like the idea of having my oh, sister. Yeah, she loves a, a jealous she man. Loves, loves it. She just her dream is her for on. her boyfriend to like go through her phone and be like, who the fuck yeah. are you texting? Dude. Even though she's definitely not texting anyone. Yeah, I know it's true. So um, some of you want that because it, some people tra that translates to them as uh, attention and consideration and care and you're thinking about me right now. You really don't want me to be messing around. You really want me only to yourself. Yeah. It makes me feel extra, extra, extra special. Yeah. You know? yeah. But there's and levels then, of that and shit. And then sometimes there is like <laughs> of like freaking out and like yeah, going knowing your crazy. intuition and yeah. being like, shit, I going know something's upset. Like men are manipulative. Women are, you know, yeah. there are narcissists out are. there. It's like, t like navigating that's a whole other thing. So it's like, you gotta know your, sometimes your when man, you gotta do know, know your woman, gotta know your right. partner. And it's like, yeah, she's crazy. Oh, she's crazy. Oh, really? She's she, fucking crazy. You need, to, you need to pay attention. It's like to Southern charm. And they're like, oh, that girl's crazy. Yeah. Uh, guy had a threesome and you know, then she cheated to get back on him. She's yeah. nuts. It's like he had a threesome. Yeah, he cheated on it's, I mean, really you gotta, charm. you gotta take all that shit into account. I think one of the big things for, especially for me in those relationships and, 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 uh, uh, that might lead to people, you know, running off and shit is, is feeling valued, right? Like, like, oh, I give X amount. This person used to give X amount. That's why we, we started. But you don't give X amount anymore, right? And, and, and you keep giving it. And this is something I learned in, in therapy from my therapist also when I was in school for psychoanalysis because I was experiencing this problem with like, friends and people close to me, family. You got a friendship or a relationship uh, with somebody, whether, depending on how close they are. And you want to help these people, right? You love them. You want to do right by them. And some people take advantage of others, but not even consciously. They just go, always go to you because they know that you always come through for them. Mm -hmm. So what my therapist and one of my teachers was teaching me was that the if you got someone like that in your life that you love, you always want to do things, but there's a few people you feel like you're being stretched thin by. You're, you're, you're putting out so much, you're not getting it back, and, and it's you're actually not doing what you need to do. You're sacrificing your own personal importance and needs and work shit or whatever to help others. And the more you help a person like that, the less they do for you. And they don't even necessarily do that consciously. It's a subconscious thing, but because they're used to going to, you know, if they come mm -hmm. to Allegra, they know Allie, oh, she always will take care of me in the jam. She's always got my back. You can always go to her, bail me out, whatever it is. And if they come to you, and no matter how crazy or large the, um, you know, request is, the need is, and you help them, it, it's like sends a note to their brain that no matter what, I can always count on her. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say you can always count on her. Wow, you better be a good friend back and help her and mm -hmm. do other things for her. Think of her. They, you, they might not ever think of that, but the second they get in the jam and that situation reminds them of the last time they were in a jam, their mind goes, boom, Allegra, that's the, that's the person I call. That's the person I help. And the more you do for them, the less they'll do for you. And it's a balanced thing. So I was having this problem in my life, and my therapist, he taught me to do this with some of my friends and people, is not cut them off, but set up parameters around them. So I'm not, I'm still helping, I'm doing a little, but I'm not doing too much. I'm making them do a little to, to get what they need from me. So, for example, a friend says, I need help moving uh, my furniture, dude, can you come over? And I used to be the guy who'd be like, yeah, I can come tomorrow, or I'll be right there, or whatever, you know? Or now they're like higher help. Exactly. Like, now the, the thing, well, you should do if you're moving. But the thing my therapist taught me, and this is the general thing. New number, thing, who this? Is like, you say, yeah, I can help you. I can help you on Thursday after five. You give them, a, a, and if you, only if you can, but you give them a, a, a window of time to work and a, a parameter of sorts where they have to accommodate to it. Now they have to make everything else in their life work so that they can use your help at five. So you are offering your assistance. You're not being cold, but you're making them have to work for it. You're not being too helpful. And that way, they still want to, you know, if they ever need your help, but you're, you're working together in a relationship where it's a little more balanced. And in, in a relationship, a romantic one, same thing. You got you to gotta make sure there's that kind of balance. If you keep doing things for that other person and they're not doing anything back and you think, oh, I'll just do more. I'll just be more romantic and sweet and sexy and cool and funny. The more you do, oh, I love still that. less you're going to get back. <laughs> it's fucked up, right? It, but you, oh, you're inclined to because you love them. You care. Yeah. You want to. You, th you think it's the right way to go. But it, it still fucks the balance up. It's true. That's what I learned. Take care of yourself. But then take care of your, I don't know. Yeah, you, but well, you true. A lesson on personal boundaries. That's true. Really. But I mean, yeah, yeah, it's important. It's like it when is. you're flying, right? And they're, they're giving you the instructions about how you save yourself if the plane's crashing. Secure the mask on yourself first, then help the person next to you. Yeah. 
it's like a good metaphor. No one pays attention. No one's to ever those. paid attention. I feel so bad for those people. When I when I sit in the exit row now, I like kind of panic because I'm like, look around, I'm like no one's on paying you? attention. Like, and it's like you know that we're actually like. We have a responsibility if something goes down. They should give you those. She should be more expensive. They should be cheaper. And but you have. I don't, know, I, feel, like, I don't think they should just be given to anyone. To be honest, I true. think that they should be free. Like you should have to pass. Like, I, I don't know. I I'll tell you what. Exam. If that window, if that goes open, that door goes open and the sled, the do? slide, I have to assist everyone to go down. And if you've ever seen YouTube videos of planes crash and the slide, people going, it's all at once and it's complete fucking chaos. People are like flying out like baggage. That sounds terrifying. And the exit row people, yeah, they're responsible. What are you going to do? Now they're all, they're pushing out of the way. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't even know why you would ever YouTube. It's like that's your job. Hole. Like that is why the you know the flight attendant. I can't believe they've managed to have that loophole. Like okay, oh by the way, in these the middle of the plane, seats. these very and the most important part of the plane because it either falls the front of the half falls off. Uh, we're just gonna do it. Leave it up to the people. I don't remember that existing when I was younger. I don't remember the exit rows being seats to sit in <sighs> until I was maybe like eighteen or twenty. Oh, maybe I was. You know, not paying attention. And it's not even, it really isn't a better seat. I love how it's like, well, well you know what? I'll take. It is and it isn't. You can't fucking put the goddamn uh, shades down on a lot of the airlines right. now. The, the, everyone else can put theirs down. Those ones have to mm. remain open. So if you're trying to catch a nap, dude, beat it. You're screwed. Or you don't have a shade sometime. One time I was flying with my niece back east and I was like, all right, I'll give you the window seat. Da -da -da -da. Get the windows. Get in. And there was no window. I swear to God. It's like an insane asylum. And then you have no, like, um... And then so I sat in the middle. Too much rows. Ooh, you have middle seat. God. Well, when you fly with kids, you oh, have yeah. sacrifice I don't know that. when the last time I've been in a middle seat. God bless you. Mm. Or an aisle seat, for that matter. I'm a strictly window. Mm, I have to, pee, I have too to pee too much. I do, too, but I'm too big. If I sit in the aisle, I'm getting smashed in the in the knee, in the elbow. Mm. In middle seat, forget it. I'm off, screwed even more, you know? Window is my lesser of three evils. Yeah. You yeah. know? You got to deal with it. Big boy problems. Tall guy problems. Yeah. But yeah, like you gotta, you gotta make sure. Suck you, your man's dick. That is what we're saying. Your girlfriend's people. pussy. Just make him. But really, I mean, honestly, like as I, like a female perspective of being in like a relationship that was like really long. We we're like domesticated, best friend, super close. We like just didn't have sex, and like that was it towards the end. Like it wasn't like you became friends. Yes, became friends and there more, was just right? like Less I needed lovers. like. I'm a sexual being. We all are. Like, I need, I felt like, okay, I need to get this somewhere else. I wish there was a brothel. Where can I go? There's got to be some uh, ver reverse brothels. I wish. I really like I guess that's it. not the proper term for it, but there's got to be. be better. Um, but, you know, it's like women, that's such a struggle too. It's like, you know, I think women realize like something like having sex with, you know, okay, we don't necessarily want to do it. Not to be like a fucking sex slave to your husband. That's not what yeah, I'm saying. But like, it's like going on a hike. You never want to do it in the beginning, but then once you do it, you feel better about it, you know? <laughs> That's a great analogy. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, y y you either suck his dick or he's going to get his dick sucked by that bitch at work. So that, it's your choice. And that choice. goes both ways. Like a girl will go and do the same guys. Fuck if you're yeah. neglecting. Guys are even better yeah. at it. But so, guys see a sad woman yeah. that doesn't get any fucking attention or pussy licked that. and they're like, ding, ding, ding. Let me make this girl feel whole. And she will react to that quick. Like anybody who's feeling underappreciated, undervalued, they're going to react to that quick. That's why you don't want to leave them out there like a wounded puppy. It's like if you have a pet, right? I don't have a dog, but I know what dog owners are like. They, they feed their dog. They love their dog. They care for the dog. They walk him or her. They, they buy him all the toys. Let the dog on the bed, under the covers. Exactly. The whole fucking nine. Bring it to the goddamn grocery store, the restaurant, fuck my shit up, whatever. <laughs> but if you're at the beach and that person hasn't fed that dog in a while and I'm over there chilling, hanging out, and I've got some, you know, whatever snacks, <laughs> dog comes by, he's not going to, like, you know, n n like, he's he going to stand there looking for the food. Or even if he's not, yeah. even if he's not, he's over there with the master, but the master's not paying attention and not feeding him. He's not even looking at me, but I walk by with some fucking snacks, and I say, hey, what up, puppy? I got some snacks. He's going to come over there. Now, the master could be like, hey, fucking, you know, uh, whatever your dog's name is. What's a good dog name? Roscoe. Spike. Roscoe, Spike, come back here. I have the snacks. I'm your master. Then maybe Roscoe or Spike goes back to you, the master. Sneakers. And he gets your snacks. That's a better name. That was my grandfather's dog's name. <sighs> 
great. They name. run so fast. It's a great dog. But if not, and I'm the random guy on the beach with snacks, dogs are going to come to me for snacks because you just didn't give any yeah. fucking snacks. The snacks are a tongue a eager for, yeah. And if you, you, if you and your, your partner are not, if you really just, you got to, you know, work it out to a way where you want to be like that for them. And if you're having problems with that, you can go have a bigger conversation. And so. sometimes it's like biting the bullet. Like if you, like... If you're listening to this right now and you're in a relationship and you live with that partner and you're like, I haven't had sex with my partner for longer than six months for whatever fucking reason, even if she's a cunt or if he cheated on you and you're working to like fix the relationship, then guess what you got to do? Yeah. You got to get back in the sack because nothing's, nothing's healing itself. Or you don't like each other. Or, or you yes, don't like them. Then you, you got to get like, rid of it. Yes. It's, and you, you don't have it. to be together and that's great. Yeah. That, you got you to come to a solution of some kind. Or if you're both asexual, then fine. That's a demographic we weren't hoping for. Yeah. But uh, it is like your responsibility to live your life with a partner or someone else that yeah. is a sexual being, guarantee you probably had sex in the beginning. Anyway, yeah, it got, then you got there to some level. You got to do it. And you got to just, just make your partner feel valued and, and cared for, not and sexually, uh, other things than just sexually, like what they do for, you know, their their passion, their job, their career, their daily life. Like, ask them how they're feeling, how they're doing. You know, just feel like you care. That's all that some people need. Some people need to know that someone else cares and gives a fuck, because if you feel underappreciated, you might not even go looking for it. People don't always go looking for it, but it's like you're being like a wounded little bird out in the, in never the field. Look, they're never looking for you, it. You leave the, but you leave the wounded bird in the field, and then somebody else walks by and is like, oh, what's up, little poor wounded bird? Let me fix your wing. And they're susceptible to this person now being nice and actually caring, actually making them feel good because you were just neglecting. you got to keep an eye on them. If you're not feeding them positive energies and support and love and sexual energy, someone else comes by, God forbid they run into this person, you know, work and personal shit on the street, at fucking the grocery store or whatever, um, and they have an interaction and that person feels positive from this random person, they feel like, oh, wow, that person made me feel good about myself and validated yeah, or smart stuff. or sexy or cool. You're going to gravitate towards that person because you haven't felt it in so long, you know? Right. It's done. You got to be on your shit. Got to be, be nice. on your shit. Be nice. Yeah, dude, care about people. It's, just, it's easy to get tired. It's easy to get in the mundane cycle of shit. So easy. We're all tired. We all work. We all have the stresses of the world, the fucking pollutions. We're and the fight. We're yeah. fat. We're, we're all slobs. Well, not you and I, but a lot of people are. You guys might be. We're not, though. We're uh, my weight but, fluctuates. It depends. But yeah, you know, there's those times where you're like, God, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying you have to have sex after, you know, binging Taco Bell. And no, don't do that. In fact, perhaps that could be messy. Things could come out of wrong places. Gross. People throw up. Things come out one hole. Things come out another. People pee. Like there's all. all right, you well, got to make sure your food settles. You got to. You got to be careful. Um. Yeah, do it. Yeah, do it. Care. Go do it. Go do it. Nike, go do it. Yeah. Nikkei. That's what they meant. Have you ever had an encounter, a romantic encounter with a gentleman where a non-sexual bodily fluid came out? There's uh, three other things that can come out. Okay. There's shit. There's piss. Pu and puke. Oh, and puke. Um. Semen doesn't count here. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, right yeah, yeah. No, thank God, shout out to all of those people. No, but I did. A friend told me a story that, like, he was having sex with a girl and she shit on top of him. What? How was she? I know. So she must have been, like, riding him on top and then just yeah. pooped on him? Yep. So he was. How did you know that? I mean, it's the only way, oh, right, like, right, mathematically right, or scientifically right, or whatever the right. phrase is. I don't sure. know math or science. My worst subjects in school. But, I mean, that's the only way he could, she could have right, shadow sure, yeah. If he was having anal, she couldn't have... Right. He could have shit on, like, his penis. Well, isn't that common, too? I don't know. It right. happens sometimes. I've heard. I've never experienced that. Just this... The, where the does it go? How blood. does the poop not come out? I had a friend of mine in high school. He was having sex with a girl. And he's, like, a big dude, like an athlete. Not the greatest drinker. And I, I believe he was on top of her. I wasn't there for this, but this is the story. It's recollected, and he like vomited on her. So you imagine like a big athlete Poor dude guy. and a smaller woman. I presume I can't remember Poor who girl. she was, and just throwing up on her. Like, but you're above her, so it's just like yeah. straight coming down vomit. So that's a horrible experience for everyone. I had a girl throw up once. Ew, suck it! Why she was yeah. sucking? Yeah. 
Well, that's you guys love that shit. She was, right? No, but it was, she was drunk. It's it like wasn't right deal. Was, she wasn't you trying to do that to be cool. Uh, now, she what do you like, think's gonna happen? That wasn't even my fault. She was just drunk as shit. Even when I was hanging out with, she was a mess. She was like annoying and sloppy. So she was if she was gonna throw up some way, one way or another. Yeah, I, I mean that's like yeah, it's like uh, gag, make the gag sound. I know. I know. I just watch porn, so I know that like I know some guys like um, I don't really know if girls do this, but I know a lot of guys, especially drinkers, like. Uh, pissed the bed not when they're having sex per se but uh, afterwards or in their sleep or I've had friends sleep on my fucking couch and piss on my fucking couch are they, those are the friends you cut the out the drunk friends shit I got it in front of my car we're back in Boston my girl was with me and my boys in the in the backseat and we're coming from I don't know man a show a club whatever we're going back to my crib and we're literally like a block and a half away from my house and he's in the back and he's fucked up he's like yo I gotta take a piss I was like yo we're like one second dude. I mean not even exaggerating 20 seconds in reality 20 seconds you think you can hold your piss especially that's the first warning that's the first time you told me you had to piss you didn't bring it up and he's like I can't wait and then I was like alright I'll pull over and he's like ah oh, too late I was like what the the, the worst warnings ever, bro. You went from having to piss, and then ten seconds or five seconds later, you've pissed in my back seat, and you know I had a clean. Oh, brutal, brutal. Piss in my fucking car. I guess I'd prefer piss over, uh, piss over puke. In the car, yeah. I've had, I've never, piss I've never had anyone throw up in my car, yeah. or I've never thrown up in a car. I've thrown up the outside of my friend's car, like at the window, you know. I threw up in my purse in a cab in Denver. Why? You, you didn't want to ruin the cab, but you just yeah, had like, all your to be personal polite. belongings in a nice yeah, purse. I was trying to be polite. I was like, oh. Well, I would have gone on the floor, dude. I would have ruined the I car. Know, Fuck, I that's know. your purse. I know. I was in this. in a. But in, it was a cab, and that, those days, it's like. Oh, the yellow cab guy might have tried to murder you? Yeah, it's like, wasn't it good? In but Boston. he was like, God, get out. Like, kicked me out. I was like, of course. It was, it's in my purse. But yeah, asshole. that next day, that was a... In Boston and Chinatown, there used to be this uh, Korean barbecue place that would stay up until like four in the morning. <laughs> and after two, they would serve cold tea. You know, like beers and drinks illegal. So one time, my boy Demon, a bunch of us were in there hanging out, probably coming after the club or drinking. And there's this group of these Asian dudes and these chicks, you know, a total of eight of them kind of across the room and they're fucking wasted I mean they're going crazy people would jump up on the tables dance there whatever the girls are screaming everyone's drunk and uh, there's one dude I, I don't know why I fixated on him because I knew he was fucked up he was just kind of like looked like he was trying to distance himself from the group didn't feel well looked all fucked up there's bathrooms there right, right? he doesn't obviously want to embarrass himself in front of the fucking uh, the, the girls and the people they're with instead of being intelligent enough to like go to the bathroom or even walk somewhere closer and, and throw up he looks around I watched it he looks both ways and he opens the sleeve of his jacket I mean like he opens his jacket and he throws up down the sleeve right which is disgusting and mm. it ends up squirting out the end of the sleeve in the no. hand every, I mean he just not only did he make a mess and everyone saw him throw up he also ruined his garments mm. throw up on the fucking floor bro yeah. now you're covered in puke yep. irresponsible poor guy I don't know anyway what's his name I, I don't even know this guy he's a random stranger's I've seen so many people throw up in weird places and, you know, people that I have nothing to do with. They're not in my circle. Oh, yeah. Thank God. It wasn't my vehicle. Jesus. And I haven't, I haven't peed. I've never peed the bed drunk. Thank that's God. Good. Not going Me wood. either. That's great. I adult, think that shows that. Adult like, men do that. Girls don't do that, right? I don't think so. I've we're used to, like, I don't know, hold, I don't know. We're stronger, stronger women. We're, well, we're stronger in every way, You guys I guess. are, yes. It's true. It's true. So, yeah, it's true. We're going to piss the bed. Don't no, I bet off. it happens. They're gross. Gross, gross. Everyone's gross. Gross. Peeing and pooping in airplanes. Earth That's baby. That's gross. <laughs> Earth baby. I was going, we were flying to Columbia, and it was mildly turbulent. Mildly. Yeah. Not that bad. So I'm going to the, the back to the bathrooms, and there's two. One is occupied. Well, both are occupied. I'm waiting for whatever. One opens, and it's like this older dude who's made 50. Short dude. He comes out, and was, you know, shaking. So I open the door. I go to walk in the bathroom. Everywhere, just piss everywhere. The oh, floor is Jesus. wet. The, I mean, like this dude just like must have had his dick out and just sprayed the whole fucking place. <laughs> like the turbulence. I mean, you got to have some kind of skills or whatever. <laughs> so I like obviously left and waited for the next bathroom. Right. So, and that guy was taking a shit. <laughs>
I'm